Thanks for tuning in. This is another WBL episode. I'm speaking with Taya Dijon. She is the Associate General Counsel of the American Medical Association, a dear friend, and a new WBL member. Listen to this episode because you're going to hear Tayette talk about what it means to be more than, more than an excellent attorney, more than a mother to four beautiful children and how being a mother made her a better lawyer and more than, so much more than that original infant refugee whose parents brought her to the United States by boat, living in a refugee camp, and how she surprised her teachers when she wanted to pursue college, and how she surprised her parents when she wanted to pursue law. She took every hard assignment, every challenge, and she is grateful for those opportunities. So if you want to hear a whole lot about what it means to be more than, listen now to Tayette. Please subscribe to Inspiring Women, but now let's hear from Tayette. This yep. is Inspiring Women, and I am Lori McGraw. Today, I'm speaking with Tayette Dijon. She is a senior assistant general counsel at the American Medical Association. And truth be told, Tayette and I have worked together um, for several years at the AMA when I was there. So I am delighted to have Tayette on the program. Tayette, welcome on for thank being, and thank you for being on Inspiring Women. This is great. We're here at the WBL Summit, which is a senior level executive women um, get together and tell you this is your first time at the conference. Yes, my first time on site at the conference and the energy is amazing. I'm really grateful to be here and I'm also really happy to be sitting with you and talking to you. I know, we've been, we've been wanting to do this and I really appreciate you listening Um, you're as a listener. Um, So let's just get started. So Taya, you've been at the AMA, what, like six years now, seven years? How 15. Long? No, 15 years. Oh my goodness. You're a lifer. You are a committed, committed person. Let's talk about a little bit about your bio sketch. So like, you know, how did you grow up to be a lawyer and an excellent one at that? And, you know, your work at the AMA, give us a little bit of the trajectory. Yeah, I would say that I had a, an unusual trajectory, you know, as the daughter of, you know, two immigrants growing up, really anything that was outside of the clinician space was really not even on the landscape or even on the radar. Mm -hmm. You were either the doctor, the pharmacist, the nurse. And if you want to be really different, maybe something else in the medical field. But when I when I decided to go and pursue a law degree, that was a big moment. And I actually kept that decision to myself for a really long time, trying to avoid the disappointment that I was expecting that my parents would share or experience. And lo and behold, when I shared it with my dad, he was really surprised that I hid it from him for so long. And he said, great, awesome, go for it. And so went to law school, graduated right at the height of the recession. And without really much experience at that point, but with law degree, but with a really strong drive to learn more about intellectual property. And an opportunity opened up at the AMA to become a paralegal in the trademarks field. And I jumped, I went for it. It was a risk because I had a, a, a doctorate degree already in law. And, uh, you know, I wanted to practice law, but I knew I needed the experience and the market was really tough and I didn't want to lose time mm -hmm. in gaining experience. So I said, yes, mm -hmm. but with the intention of making sure I learned everything I can about trademarks, everything I can around all the excellent attorneys I was surrounded by, be it these 
really intimidating, smart attorneys um, led by John Ekdahl, mm -hmm. um, Tom Healy. And so I soaked in everything I could, learned everything I could, asked for all the tough projects, and but with a determination to become a full-time attorney on staff. And that happened. Mm -hmm. And that was a moment that I am really proud about, but it didn't stop there. That was just the beginning. And I think every every day or every year, it's really starting with what is my intention? What is my goal for moving the goals of the association forward? What do I want to learn? How can I continue to improve? And so over time, my trademark work actually have, um, you know, just you just get to be more efficient mm -hmm. and you learn how to get better. And now trademarks work is probably 20%, if that. But now I'm evolving into this world of CPT, which is this awesome set of medical terminology curated, maintained, developed by the AMA to make sure that physicians are at the table creating the language of medicine. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I, I witnessed the process from the beginning when they're developing and, and debating the code changes. And then I work on the back end to help we us license it appropriately, to help us, you know, make sure that people can gain access to CPT easily. I, you know, and then working through those, you know, sometimes tough challenges just to make sure that everyone is happy with what we agreed to in terms of terms and conditions yeah. and just not remember, not, not forgetting the goal which is to make healthcare as easy as possible so that we're in front of the patient and doing the right thing. Yeah, well, one of the things that I've always appreciated in terms of our time working together, Taya, is your absolute um, and unquestionable commitment to the association, but also the work of the association, which is about patient care and is about the, you know, just doing what is appropriate for medicine. It's a 175 year old um, organization. Um, and again, that commitment has always sort of, you know, shined in terms of, you know, who you are, how you come um, and show up to work. You know, I wanted to sort of back up a little bit um, because, you know, you said as the daughter of immigrants, but I think the story is a little bit more than that in terms of, um, you know, that your that your parents might not be pleased about being a lawyer because they viewed sort of, you know, being a physician as the end all be all. I mean, it's not just a parent's uh, daughter of immigrants. I mean, didn't you, you came yeah. over as a refugee yeah. to the United States. So the American dream is, um, it's just kind of incredible. Could, would you mind yeah. sharing a little bit about I, that? Yes, absolutely. I am um, not only am I a daughter of immigrants, but I am an immigrant myself and a refugee. And so there's a photo that I keep close to my desk at, at home. It's a photo of my parents, my mom, 17 years old, my dad, maybe 21. And I'm an infant in front of a bus. It's at a refugee camp. It's outdated, it's old, probably looks like it's belongs in an archival museum, but it reminds me of where I came from. And uh, I think being the daughter of, of being a person that was on a boat to go to a land that was supposed to be better and observing and understanding that my parents really took a leap of faith mm -hmm. is really inspirational. And it really helps me ground myself every day that I don't think I was supposed to be, you know, there was really like, you were supposed to have big dreams, 
But then sometimes society presents, you know, seeds of what I think we heard misdirection, mm -hmm. things that you were aiming for. And, you know, I remember when I was in high school working after classes and people being really surprised that I wanted to go to college. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, I speak English. And yes, I want to go to college. And not only that, I want to go become a doctor because mm -hmm. that was what I wanted to mm -hmm. be at that time. And people were really surprised. But I didn't take that surprise personally. I understood that people were curious, but I, I also wanted to channel that energy to of gratitude, mm -hmm. like always being grateful for any opportunity that comes, but also being prepared to say yes. Mm -hmm. So like even last night, you know, just I saw that you were creating a series of women here at the site and I saw you and said I want to be on this podcast mm -hmm. and I just said yes mm -hmm. um, but it's really about putting yourself in a mindset to be able to say yes but doing the work in advance to be prepared to say yes mm -hmm. but also taking those leaps of faith because mm -hmm. every single time I did something scary where it required a leap of faith because I didn't have everything lined up that was when I was most rewarded. Mm -hmm. Well, it is amazing, Taya, in terms of just like, you know, what you've been able to accomplish and, um, you know, from humble beginnings, very humble beginnings. So it is an inspiring story. You are an inspiring woman. You're also a mom um, and you have four children, four children now, young children. Um, so I'm going to put you in the um, category of power mom. <laughs> um, I can just tell you during, during the pandemic, we were all Zoom calls and everything. The number of times your children were part of the picture and just your commitment to sort of balancing home life um, with work commitment um, was impressive. It was Im impressive to me. And there was not sort of, you know, I never saw the, what was, um, you know, just must've been a lot of like chaos um, at home. How do you balance it all? Tell me, you know, about what it, what it means to be a power mom as you are. Thank you. I think I think it's about perspective and understanding what you want to achieve at any moment in your life. And so during the pandemic it was really tough. I mean, things shut down everywhere. No one really understood when it was going to end. We we didn't really understand what was temporary, what was now a wholesale shift for work. Um, but I had a strong partner that helped. So that helped tremendously. I don't want to discount that from my husband's participation. But I think what else helped was understanding, okay, we have an environment that everyone is in. So everybody was dealing with what I was dealing with. And so that helped during the pandemic. Post-pandemic, everything's opening up now. So we we have children who are in school and who are in you know learning centers and daycare situations. And we also have a lot of family members that step in as needed for help. So my mother is with my husband to help mm -hmm. out with the morning routines and such. But what I like to say is having children and being a mom has made me an even better lawyer. Mm -hmm. I aim to be effective and efficient so that when I am home with my children, I can be on the ground playing with them mm -hmm. or enjoying a meal without thinking about work. Mm -hmm. um, putting away work for a little bit so that I can just focus on being present with my children and my family. So I aim to be efficient. I don't want to do rework. I want to be really precise, clear, prepared, you know, so that my client has everything they need to make decisions. But, you know, in the meantime, I'll be able to be 
present with my children. Well, that's amazing. And the balance of doing that, um, I have to imagine there are times that you are just absolutely excellent at it. And sometimes it's sort of like not as pretty as it might seem, you know, for the outside looking in. So, you know, Tayette, for other sort of, um, I'll just say young mothers who are trying to balance the, um, you know, the commitment that it takes that you're putting in to just, you know, continue your rising career, but also balance the need to, you know, um, just focus on your family and, and allow for those times, which are exceptional and you don't want to miss. Um, what might like maybe tidbits of advice um, that you might have for others who are trying to do the same as you? I think it's okay to ask for help mm -hmm. and it's okay to delegate. It's okay to order out food when you are too tired to create a meal for the family. It's okay to order, you know, groceries to get delivered to your home mm -hmm. so you don't have to run to the grocery store yourself. It's okay to ask your husband to do the pickup or the morning drop-offs so that you can be in an early morning meeting. It's okay, you know, it's okay to ask for help. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we feel the need to do it all and when we're not doing it all, we feel guilty. Um, and I think we need to get away from that. Mm -hmm. It's important to recognize that in order for you to do your personal best, you need to also take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and that might mean asking for help. Mm -hmm. And so I would say asking for help is important. Outside of that, it's really about community. So finding other friends, other women. And it's been really amazing, actually, to meet other moms here. Some with more children than me, mm -hmm. who are also successful in doing awesome. Is that possible, Tayyip? I have more children <laughs> than you. <laughs> so I, I was amazed and I love hearing how women are doing it. I, I think it's great. Every day in our house is like a celebration of something, whether it be a friend's birthday or someone's birthday. I mean, there's always something to celebrate mm -hmm. in our home. Yeah. But sometimes, um, sometimes, you know, that balance um, that, that you're talking about and the asking for help, which is great advice um, in, in terms of what you're providing there. But so how, what do you do? What's your go-to when it does get to be too much, when it can be overwhelming, um, when you've had a bad day and you just need to process you know, that reality of work. Do you have any sort of, you know, things that are important to you? Because I think that when you're as committed as you are, your work ethic is um, incredible. Um, and the, you know, just balancing a lot of home life, which is very active um, right now, like you can, I can totally understand the fact that you're here at this conference and investing in your professional self is, um, it's an inspiration to me, you know, in terms of the, you doing that, but what do you do? What's your go-to when sort of like, it's not all coming together for yourself. I get clear mm -hmm. on my vision. Mm -hmm. So when I feel like things are not where I want them to be, I pause. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a more, it's important between, you know, the stimuli, the, the things that are happening to us, the things that we are encountering throughout our day and our time to react for us to pause and to get clear about what we want. Mm -hmm. Because that gives you clarity on what decisions align with your purpose, what decisions align with your goals, what decisions um, you need to make for each thing that is in front of you at that moment that you need to make a decision about. So this seems like a fire right now, but you know, it's not really syncing up with everything else that I'm hearing is a priority. I'm going to 
make an adjustment on the timeline here, or I'm going to ask for helping delegate this, or I'm going to do something, but it's going to help guide decision-making. Mm -hmm. So I get clear mm -hmm. on my purpose mm -hmm. and my vision. Well, it's so active I, in terms of just like taking control of things that might be outside. Pausing. Yes. But pausing to, to just get clear on the purpose first. Yep. Yep. That is, um, that's amazing. That's amazing and very grounded. And I need to try to do that more, Taya. That sounds like exactly the right thing to do. If we were to go back a little bit, just, you know, professionally um, for you, you're here. And as we close out on the Inspiring Women conversation, I just love, you know, if you were, it just seems like incredible, like where you've come from, these humble beginnings to this amazing um, impact that you are having at the AMA as um, an, an associate general counsel or the, you know, just like being so committed um, to the work that you do. What, what might you sort of like advise your younger self? I mean, is there anything that you can look back on and say um, that, you know, you wish you had uh, sort of like known back then to what you see now um, professionally? I would tell myself to recognize the power of the mind. Mm -hmm. What we believe really is so important. The words I am is so important. And so while I came from humble beginning, beginnings, I don't, I don't return to those words and say, I am a refugee and that's it. Mm -hmm. That, that was a fact mm -hmm. in my life, but I am more, I am so much more. And there, it's important to recognize that, you know, you're a mother, you're a daughter, you're a sister, you're a friend, you're a valued part of an organization. Um, and then to really see what you want for yourself going forward. So I want to be a person that makes an impact. I want to make changes. And I am, and I am going to make changes. Mm -hmm. It's just, just pivoting a little bit so mm -hmm. that it feels more like you're on, you're doing something towards that vision. Well, I, I have to say, I'm very inspired just hearing these words. I'm a little, I have to a little choked up, honestly, Tayette. I'm just like, it's so terrific um, to hear this from you. This has been an amazing, inspiring women conversation. I've been speaking with Tayette Dijon and Tayette, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. This has been an episode of Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We are produced by Kate Cruz at Executive Podcast Solutions. More episodes can be found on inspiringwomen.show. I am Lori McGraw, and thank you for listening.